0: Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Listen, I want to remind you that May 30th, 31st, June 1st will be here before you know it. And that's only if the Lord tarry. If the Lord don't tarry, then my prayer is that I'll see you in glory while we're receiving rewards and, and blessing his, blessing him for salvation. But save those dates, May 30th, 31st, and June 1st, because we're gonna be praising the Lord. We'll be um, celebrating uh, and magnifying God like no other time. You know, we go from grace to grace. So I can say that like no other time because yesterday is gone and it's never coming back. What we do today, of what we have completed today and tomorrow's not present, we can make it mighty in the the eyes of the Lord. And he does recognize what we do. Now, we're posting information regarding our service that we're going to be having on the 30th, 31st, and June 1st on our website. That's Connecting Truth. ConnectingTruth.org that's our website not only that but but uh, our CoG TV we're working on that uh, you may see a video there uh, but we're looking to be live every Sunday um, as far as the uh, feed itself and so we'll have that up very soon we want to make sure that is concise want to make sure that that everything is right what you do for the Lord you ought to be as professional with it as you are on your job. You know, and now if you're not professional in your job, then certainly God cannot use your expertise until you do it right. Well, well, Pastor, um, no, the Bible said play skillfully. The Bible says that. Go into the book of Psalms, you'll find that it says uh, play skillfully. So if we're to play skillfully, that means we to practice the right way, you know, um, so that we play at our best, at our highest performance in whatever we do Um, in ministry. And everything is a, a part of ministry. Anything that is part of the service is part of ministry. It doesn't mean it's ordained uh, like an usher. an ursher. Um, did, did you know that an usher is an ordained office? It is not uh, just that it, it is not the lowest state, you know, well, you know, I'm going to get his brother or a sister. They just join church and I, they want to do something. I'm going to put them on the usher board. No, Ushers are, that's an ordained office. And so we have to be careful what we do. And some stuff is just handed down. We just hand it on down and and we just keep doing the same things. Uh, I'm going to say mistakenly over and over again, instead of giving it the honor and the respect that it has been written about in the scripture. And so, again, that is May 30th, 31st and the 1st. We're looking to have a great time in God, looking for deliverance, looking for his anointing, you know, to move in. When I say anointing, I think of the of yokes being destroyed. The Bible said, My anointing destroyed a yoke. Many people go to church, they dance around, you know, um, flap their arms, and, and everybody got the same step, and they leave the same ways they came in. Where is the anointing that destroys the bondage that a person came in with? Where is the anointing that follows you out of the building? And when you're in the presence of someone that don't know you, or maybe they know you, that they should see a difference, that they should feel there should be a residue. You know, I was in a service and the worship service was so high. Um, I was visiting my sister and I went to a service and. When I came back, she she was not able to be there. But when I came back to her house where I was staying, um, I opened, I tried to open my mouth and tell her about the worship service. And I couldn't, the words would not come out. I I just began to magnify God. And as the tears began to flow, it left me speechless. That's how, and the the praise leader at no time ever told, never demanded, get up and praise God. Come on, y'all, get up. He led the worship service, and that's what we believe in, leading the worship service as we are led of God, you know. And so we're looking for a great time in the Lord and looking for his power to be demonstrated as it was on the day of Pentecost. And so I want to encourage you that if you're coming out, um, it's going to be in Rancho Cucamonga, which is near the Ontario Airport and um, here in, in Southern California. And so um, with that being said, we're going to go on into the word of God. And it's like, you know, ConnectingTruth.org. I I believe that it should be on your screen by now. ConnectingTruth.org in in the comment section. Uh, And you can always go there to see if there's any updates. There's information. There's a flyer there. There's information regarding hotel uh, that's nearby also. Now we're in the book of Genesis and we're touching the law of, uh, we're touching the law, the universe, the man spirit. We're touching the, the cause and designing mind behind everything. Now, I, I'm i going to say this and, I, and I've said it before, but I, I really don't endeavor to be long this evening. I just want to give God glory and honor that is due to him for what he's done and what he is doing. Um, you know, the Lord has blessed us and blessed this little man to do some things and I, I thank Him because every place I've been over the past week, uh, the it's been echoing. It's been echoing from people that don't even know me, never have seen me before, don't go to my church, have not been in the circle that that I'm in, and um, and I thank God for that. And and so we're looking for God to fulfill the things that He has spoken. And he will in his time frame, and so the work, <laughs> the work exists within us because you know patience is not patience is a virtue, and that's for all of us. All right, now um, church, I, I told you specifically the cornerstone of grace that we are not on the outside looking in, but on the inside. And, and while we're on the inside, we're not wallflowers and we're not afraid, ashamed, scared, uh, shy to to um, participate in what God has going on. You know, back in the day, they called them wallflowers. And so when you went to a party or something, then you were standing around or maybe your high school, um, whatever was going on, you, you were just standing around. And you was holding the wall up. but. Uh, but the Bible tells us, wherefore I put thee in remembrance, Second Timothy 1 and 6, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. And so saints and friends, we're uh, here and we call on the name of the Lord and his presence and the evidence should be should be clear. It should be clear and easily discerned. And with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and kindness, Lord God, and uh, the few minutes that you've given us, Lord, to encourage, to exhort your word, Lord God, and we just pray and ask that you would bless those that are listening, those that are near, those that are far, those that will be listening later, uh, according to their time zones, according to their schedules, with their hearts and desires to hear your word, Lord, just thank you right now for your kindness, I ask that you bless each of us to be faithful unto you, to walk according to your will, not to lean to our own understanding, but to acknowledge you in all our ways, Lord God, because you said that if we do, you'll direct our path. And certainly we want you to direct our path. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Tonight I want to talk just a little bit about, uh, just on this particular subject line of reiterate it and own it. You need to reiterate and own it. You got to take ownership of it. When you receive a, a word from God, from a true prophet, uh, you want to uh, write it down, read it, reread it, and own it because it was given to you. Now, in the book of Habakkuk, and I don't have this in my notes, but I feel led to to speak this. In the book of Habakkuk, he was given a vision. The Lord spoke to him. First of all, Habakkuk said that he was waiting on the Lord. I believe it's Habakkuk 2 and 2. You might hear my pages flipping here as I have my Bible open up in front of me. Um, I have my new Bible. So my new Bible, uh, I have many pages that are yet stuck together. And so I know there's a way to help. Relax these pages, but in the book of, of Habakkuk 2, it says that um, I will stand up on my watch and I will set upon the high tower, set me up on the high tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved, when I'm instructed, when God tells me what to do. And so you need to have a listening ear for what God is saying. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. You're gonna write the vision. You're gonna to have to write this down. You can't just try to memorize it. You know, how many things have you tried to remember and you lost focus because so many other uh, distractions, they weren't bad things that crossed your mind, but it was enough to make you forget uh, what you needed. You know, you have a cell phone or, you know, most of the cell phones have a recording device, hit the record button and speak those things into the phone so that you have a record of it if you cannot write it down. And, and so I do both of that. I'll write it down. And, you know, and so um, and it says write the vision, make it plain. Don't don't try to go deep with it. And, and you know, we're going to use all kind of uh, theological phrases or anything like that. No, don't, no, don't, don't do that. Just make it very simple. And it should be simple enough that if your your seven year old, five year old child pick it up, uh, that they can read it and they'll understand what they're reading. And so you need to make it very simple and make it plain up on the tables that uh, he may read. That he didn't even run that read. It. so there's some action that is going to take place. And he said, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, wait for it, because it shall surely come. They will not tarry. You know, we've been waiting for some things for a while, but I received a sure word of prophecy and it was said openly and in public that it's going to happen immediately. And so there are things that are in the work that are going to happen immediately. And that wasn't the only thing that I was told. But um, I want you to be encouraged and I want you to reiterate. Like I said, write things down, look at it, remember it, let it be a part of your daily um, discussion with yourself and own it. Own it, own it, own it. As you know, to reiterate means to repeat, to say it again, to rehearse it or practice something again and again. It don't have to make sense to everybody. It it don't, it's not gonna make sense to everyone. And everyone is not gonna be as excited as you are. Some might get excited, but there are others that because it, it wasn't them it's not going to have the same level of excitement and that's fine. Uh, that's acceptable. That, that's normal. And so don't expect, you know, I used to, when I, as I was growing up, as I was maturing in the Lord, I, I used to think that, you know, someone would be as excited about a dream or a vision or something that I had. And sometime they were, uh, but it didn't last as, the impact didn't last as long with them as it would with me. And so that's to be expected. And so you can't expect everyone to get excited. They may rejoice with you and be happy for you, but don't expect them to run around with the same enthusiasm that you have uh, because it's not them. And but in the same, likewise, when someone shares something with you, the Bible said the humble will hear and be glad. So you ought to rejoice and be glad with others. Because as, as the, as the young man said, he said, I'm taking, I, I'm going to receive this even for myself. And, and so you can, you know, when, when a tree brings forth fruit, it, it, it doesn't usually bring forth one apple uh, one orange or one kumquat, whatever, you know, one banana, there's usually more than one and you can eat from that, that fruit. Listen. And so we replay information in our minds. To reiterate, we replay the information in our mind. We rehearse it. And we rehearse it for accuracy to ensure we can give a consolidated or detailed version of what was given to us. Now, a consolidated version is what we give in a testimony. The Lord, I was in a car accident and the Lord blessed me not to be bodily injured. You know, or I was injured, but it didn't take my life. And so, therefore, I can still continue to. Fulfill the will of God here because I have not completely fulfilled it. I've not completely fulfilled his will and I'm aware of it. And so uh, here I am today. And I thank God for that. You know, consolidated version, the Lord saved me from sin. And I, I can't go into all the details of the sin that I was entangled in uh, because everybody is not, don't need to know your business that they were in sin too. And so they don't need to know the business, but, you know, and there's a certain conviction within your spirit that gives you a certain element of joy because you know how you were bottled up. That's why the the sister with the uh, alabaster box, uh, when she came and presented it to the Lord and she began to weep and she began to wipe his feet with her hair. And she knew where she had, what she had been delivered from. And maybe a few that was there knew it too, but no one understood her deliverance like she did. No one was going to understand. you. And so a consolidated version, and then there's the detailed version that you might give to somebody that was in the same situation and they need, they need help. And you can tell them I was there. You know, uh, trusting that they hold that in confidentiality because they don't need to tell tell it all. But you share the details of that I went through. Maybe you went through a terrible divorce, and so you share those details with that individual. Look, I was I was in, I was married for a hundred thousand years. No, I was married for for ten years and <laughs> and went through um, a terrible divorce. You know, it, it broke me. And the person you're talking to, usually, um, if you're led of the Lord, is someone that may have mentioned to you that they had went through this similar situation and they don't know what to do, how to deal with it. And so therefore, it's time to sit down and have some coffee. It's time to sit down and, you know, and, and just have a quiet conversation without other people. That's where you get into some details. Look, I came home. And you know, and I wanted to shoot the person that was there. I came home and 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 I didn't know what to do. And you know, and so there are things that, as I said, as we reiterate, as we reiterate, there's a consolidated version and there's a detailed version of it. You may hear someone describe the person retelling the event, saying it was done with conviction. Was done with conviction. You know, in other words, they were owning, they owned it, they owned the story, they owned what was being said, they owned the responsibility of it. And and so the question is, uh, you know, owning it, level of responsibility, commitment, influence by it, seeing it through to the end, do you own it? Do you own it this evening, no matter what it is, do you own it? As we look at chapter 24, and and we're going to conclude chapter 24 this evening, uh, not in detail, but a consolidated view of it. As we look at the 24th chapter, we find that Abraham's servant, uh, he was was owning his responsibility. Uh, The Bible talks about that he was faithful and he had control over all of Abraham's belongings. Abraham trusted this man. And so he sent them out with with jewels. He sent them out with some of his soldiers, um, homegrown soldiers, and and some of the camels and stuff. And they went looking for a wife for Isaac. That was the instructions. And so uh, he, as the servant went, he prayed and said, "Lord." Uh, I need you to intervene here. Now, he didn't use these words the way I'm using them, but he wanted God to intervene and say and reminded him, my master, he believed in you. And here I am out here on his behalf. Uh, will you bless someone to come, a, a, a woman that um, when she come, let her uh, speak those things that are in my heart? And now if it's in your heart, that means that you haven't shared it with anyone. That you can't share everything with everybody and then say, well, you know, the Lord sent confirmation of it. Well, no, the person that you're talking to had information on it already. And so that's not a that may not be of the Lord. But when they don't have any prior information then see, there's some things that you need to just keep in your heart. Ponder in your heart. God know how to it. the Bible said that if we pray in secret. He'll reward us openly. And so we need to keep some things to ourselves and not not talk about it, you know, and watch. There are some things that that are in my heart that I have not spoken to anyone. That's how I knew when the the revivalist was speaking to me uh, that he was on point because no one knew those things. No one knew those deep desires and the, the visions and the things that I had dreamed or seen or even the prayer even the prayer that I had was, was calling on the Lord for it because it was all done in secret. So the Bible says, and the man wondering at her, this is Genesis 24 and 21. And the man wondering at her held his peace to wit. He wanted to witness whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous. And it came to pass as the camels had done drinking that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight and and two bracelets for her hands of 10 shekels weight of gold and said, who daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee. Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in?" And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethel, uh, the son of Melchah, and which she bear unto Neher. And she moved and, and she said moreover unto him, we have both straw and, and proof and proven there uh, enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed his head and worshiped the Lord. Now when God, when God moves like that, because she answered and said the things that he was looking for, and he immediately began to give God the praise to give, to give God the honor. Uh, when I um, started in business and launched a business and uh, anchor above the very first uh, outside order that came in, I began to praise God. I magnified him for that because it was the very thing that I was praying about the outside is it's one thing when, when things take traction over, you know, because of people that know you, but, you, but when you open a, a store, you open a supermarket um, that, you know, you want the, you want the outside to come in and patronize you because those outside has coming in patronizing you is going to uh, the consistency of that uh, it creates the residual. It creates the residual and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for residual. And so he began to worship the Lord. He bowed down and worshiped the Lord because he answered the prayer. And so when you see an answer to your prayer, you're going to do what? You're going to bow down and worship him. And he said, blessed be the Lord God of my master, Abraham, who have not left, uh, not left destitute my master. Now he's, he's doing this on Abraham's behalf. Abraham's not even there, but his servant is faithful to his employer, and he's thanking God. You ought to thank God even for your employment. As the Lord bless your business that you work at, uh, the CEO, the CFO, the CIO, the you know, just, and the other um, officers. That as the business is blessed, you're blessed. If the business is not blessed and feeling the, the effects of a slowdown in the economy, then that's where people are laid off. That's where doors close. And I, I've been through that. And, you know, and, and it's not a position. But thank God for those where you are at the time that you're there. And if that should change, know that God is able also to 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 um, to still prosper you, to still help you in where you are. And so the Bible says that the damsel ran off and uh, told her family about it. Now she she had a brother named Laban, and Laban came out to see what was going on. He wanted to meet the, the man that just gave his sister uh, earrings, gave his sister uh, bracelets and stuff. Gentlemen, you ought to want to meet uh, those men. Uh, sisters, don't be don't be hiding those men. Talking about, well, you know, I don't want my brother to meet him because uh, he's gonna act a fool. Leave your brother alone. Let your brother meet the man. Uh, He'll know how to. He know how to act. And some people need to see. Oh gosh, I can I say this without saying it, but let me just go ahead and say it. Some gentlemen that you meet, they need to see a fool. Uh, they need to meet your brother because they they are up to no good their intentions are not any good and your brother will see that and he'll point it out. Gentlemen, that good. Same thing for you. You meet a young lady, you interested in that young lady, that sister should be willing to meet your, your sisters. Cause ladies, they know and they'll let you know if she's right or what she's up to. And it shouldn't just be a one-time meet that, you know, that, that they show their face and, No. Uh, They should be willing to hang out a little bit. They should be willing to, you know, get to know and let themselves be known. And so Laban wanted to meet the men. And so he did. The family met, you know, the the mom met them. And as they met them, they invited Abraham's servant to come in and the men's servants to rest up and take care of the animals and stuff. And as before they were about to eat, the 33rd verse said, and there was set meat before him to to eat. But she said, but he said, I will not eat until I have told my uh, told you about my errand. And so uh, he spoke and told him about Abraham and how the Lord had blessed Abraham greatly, uh, told about how Abraham and them was without a child. And the Lord blessed them in their old age, blessed them in their old age. God age. I'm not even going to say age is just a number. No, because one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as one day. God can give you credit for a thousand years in a uh, within a day uh, that you're not even aware of until it's brought to your attention. However, uh, don't bank on that. As being, well, I lived a thousand years. Yesterday is gone. Today, we're in today, right now, right now. And and so he talked about how God blessed in in their older years. And so don't count yourself out, because it's usually us counting ourselves out of a blessing. Well, I'm too old, you know, I'm stuck in my ways. Well, stop saying those things. Stop. Stop. Re. Don't reinforce. You, you're reiterating the wrong thing. Hit, reiterate the right thing and then live on it. Own it. You got to live in this. You can't just uh, repeat the words and, and all of that. You got to live in this. Owning it means that you're responsible. You're, you're taking a level of response. You're influenced by it. Your functionality is, is because you're influenced by it. You know, if you if you sixty five years old, that don't mean you got to act like you are sixty five, and it don't mean you're gonna act like you are twenty five either. Okay, Uh, those clothes um, were not made for you. Forever, Forever twenty one does not apply to you, and you might get some earrings from there. Okay, you might get a few trinkets, but not the clothes. Come on now, and so anyway, listen. He began to reiterate this. And talk to them about what God has done. And they, I'm sure they were in awe as they sat and they listened, And so they were all in agreement because of what they heard. They were all in agreement that this is of God. And so he asked to take Rebecca the next day that they would immediately start their journey back home. And Rebecca agreed. The family was like, oh, wait a minute, hold it. Let it, let her stay over here for a little while, you know. Um, but uh, then the 50th verse says, then Laban and uh, Bethel answered and said, the thing proceedeth from the Lord. We cannot speak unto thee bad or good. We don't know what to say. We are at all. You know, and so Rebecca is before thee, take her and go and let her be thy master's son's wife as the Lord has spoken. And so it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard these words, he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself again to the earth. When you hear those certain things, there are just certain things that just should trigger a praise. I don't mean the keyboard on the organ. I don't, you know, or the, the, I don't mean that stuff that, you know, no, there, there are some things that just should trigger a praise where you are just all, and just and just walking through the house, giving God praise. Nobody else is there, but you magnifying the Lord. You know, you you walk into the hallway at, at work, and you you're, and someone look at you, and they just see that that pleasant, uh, satisfactory look on your face because not because you, you're looking like the kitten that just ate the canary, but you're giving God a praise. You're giving God a praise. You didn't just sneak and do something and wrong, but you've been doing stuff right. And so um, before he left, he blessed the family and the servant brought forth jewels, silver and gold and remnant and gave them to Rebecca. He gave also to her brother and to her mother, precious things. Now, there should be something about you, gentlemen, that that you are not just um, beneficial, a blessing only to the young lady. But the family should see something about you that that you're good for her and vice versa. Uh, ladies, the same thing. The family should see something about you that you're good for him. You're good for him. And, and so, you know, it don't mean that you're going to come out your pockets. Uh, I'm not saying you have deep pockets like Abraham, you know, and you're going to be offering up things. But there should be they should see some stability about you. Some stability that you're going to that you're going to take care of their child, their son. Uh, Remember the woman is a help me. Uh, She's a help me to the man. And and so that there's a purpose there and that is to help. Now the Bible talks about um, he that finds a a wife finds a good thing. And so, uh, and then, and he also finds favor with the Lord. That's one. And then there's a scripture that talks about finding a virtuous woman. Now to be a virtuous woman, you're going to, that means that you know how to do some things. You know how to do some things. I'm talking about, you know how to do some things while you're standing up on your two feet, when you're on the phone taking care of business, when you're at work, you know how to do some things. If he brings home 10,000 a month, you know what to do with it. You're not going to run through it and, and not have anything, but you know what to do with it. Uh, He may not have even know how to budget. And so you're help me. And so you show him how to budget. So at the end of the year, all that wasting that he was doing now, it it has become a savings and vice versa. Uh, Ladies aren't always the best with with handling uh, finances. You ought to be able to both sit down together and say, look, this is where we could. You know, when it looks good on paper and it really looks even better when you're looking at those numbers in your bank account that look at I remember A year ago, I didn't have six thousand dollars in the bank, but now I have six thousand dollars at the end of the year and it's not my Christmas club account It's not saved up for me to use uh, to run out on uh, and spend on ornaments to run out and spend on gifts for everybody or anything like that. No, don't you ain't got to save your money up to, to then waste it at the end of the year. Why is that even a thing? Why is that even a thing? especially when you're doing helping and and helping people all through why is that even a thing? You know, that's, I know it's a conversation for another time. Don't get all uncomfortable uh, because I I alluded to the fact that people spend money at the end of the year unnecessarily, but uh, it's the truth. Why go into debt at the end of the year when you don't have to, where's that written at that you should even do that? Where's the common sense in doing that? What is the common sense behind? Well, I'm showing love. Love is not a toy that is disregarded afterwards. It's not a gift that's disregarded. You show the the giver how you appreciate them by how you honor the gift. What you're doing with the gift? Where is it at? Do you even remember what, what you got? All right, listen. And so... He gave gifts and he blessed them. Now, my time is just about up. I said, this is going to be short. And they did drink, eat and drink. And the men that were with him tarried all night. And they rose up early the next morning and said, send me away until my master. Bless me before I go. And so um, they they talk and they agree to go. Rebecca agreed to go. Um and to travel with them to go and meet Isaac. And so as they now are arriving back to the, um, as they're arriving back to the land, you know, uh, she looks up and she see Isaac. She see this young man, she don't know it's Isaac. She had to ask somebody, who is that? So Isaac must've been somebody that, that was appealing uh, for her to, who is that? I'm I'm taking it that that he was after his physical labor and working out there, wherever he was doing with the family, uh, that when she looked up and saw him. That she was like, wow. And likewise, when he saw her. He was like, wow. And so they get to know each other. And now we are coming to the point where we are where there is the nation of Israel, where we're now in the. Um, what do you, the state, the courtship, there we are. Be prior to the birth of the nation. So let's reiterate and let's own what God has given us. Let's own it as a servant did. He reiterated it and he took ownership of it. And he believed God uh, on behalf of his master. Who are you praying for? Are you praying for someone else and taking ownership of what is going on? Uh, for as if it's yours as well. And and so uh, I hope you are, I pray that you are. Um, and so with that being said, we're going to, we're just going to have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for this short exhortation, this time that you've given us. And I, I pray and ask that you would bless your, your people, Lord God, each one under the sound of my voice that have tuned in, Lord God, and ask that you would help them to receive your word to live by your word, Lord God. And we thank you that if we keep your statutes, we keep your commandments, that we'll live in them. That is the promise that you have given unto us. And we just honor you, Lord God. Continue to watch over and to keep us according to thy will. Lord God, as we bless you, Lord Jesus, thank you for your kindness and your grace. We'll be careful to give your name the praise. In Jesus' name. I let the words in my mouth and the meditation in my heart Be acceptable in our sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you. Walk in Jesus' name with everything you do. The Bible said in word or deed, do in the name of Jesus, give him glory unto him. God bless you.